Hey everybody, Mike here from the Twisted Cape, along with Jesse. Um, we felt it would be almost irresponsible not to bring up the horrible, horrible mass shootings that have happened uh, across our country. If you live in the United States, um, if you're not in the United States, also thank you for listening. Um, this is not a problem that you regularly have to deal with. Uh, so just hang in there for us for just a second. Um, it is an absolutely awful thing that we have to keep living through. Um, so if you are affected by this, uh, we have some links in the show notes that you can use to get grief counseling or, or if you're not affected by this directly, you want to help out the families. There are links for that as well. And if you're interested in helping to stop the plague of gun violence, we have some links in there as well. Yeah, I mean, there's it, these acts have just been unspeakable. Like, uh, there's there's nothing we can really say beyond just that our hearts go out to those affected by these incidents, and we would wish that things will change. We we hope that things will change in the future, and that this sort of thing will stop happening. But it's going to take a big effort from everyone to get there, and. In the meantime, we just want to try and do anything that we can to help support all these families that are affected by all of these incidents across the country. So if our silly little show helps you smile and break away uh, from the pain of the outside world for a little bit, we're here for you. And thanks for, for picking our show to help do that. In the meantime, we will leave a brief moment of silence before we start the twist cast as normal. Previously on the Twistcast. Last time on the Twistcast, we had a very long episode to dissecting the Disney Plus show Moon Knight. Moon Knight, that's right. Oh uh, so obviously thoughts. Jesse and I were there. Uh, I want to thank the guys from Chris from Geek Peak Podcast at Geek Peak Pod on Twitter. Uh, Alex from What's Your Spaghetti Policy Podcast at Spag Policy Pod on Twitter. And finally, Wes from the Console Gaming Crew. Uh, at console crew on Twitter. Find them, follow them, listen to their stuff. It is a really good time. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to the twist cast on this episode. Um, I'm Jesse. I'm Mike. And, you know, since we have no Sam here still, why not just throw the entire thing out of order? Just shake things up a bit. Yep. I'm in the driver's seat tonight, don't, which is a like scary it. thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so as of time of recording, it is June 3rd currently. So it is the beginning of Pride Month, at least here in the U.S. I know Pride is a little bit different around the world, but in the U.S. at least, it's Pride Month. Uh, and being our resident LGBT person on our show here, um, I took it upon myself to kind of take the reins for the night. So this is <laughs> going to be a, an experience for us all here. <laughs> So before we get into our whole pride thing that we're going to get into, we got to jump into the news like always. So, Mike. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, I would like to say that uh, Pride Month is not just June, but uh, July through May as well. So, uh, uh, you know, I love you guys as it is. Uh, anyway, 
starting with comics uh dc's resurrecting lazarus pit is the stage for a major fall comics event called batman versus robin um kind of feels like we've done this before a little bit just a little bit (laughs) the weird thing is like damien and bruce just reconciled so the but damien's a little shit so See, see here's the thing he's grown and just saw his grandfather assassinated in front of him so here's the thing i don't care (laughs) i will always dislike damien i don't care how much he grows he is a little shit (laughs) it's so funny i mean raish wasn't great to begin with anyway so no No, but raish has softened over time as well i'll I'll explain all that at some other point honestly just listen to my stick stack just just listen to that show it will just catch you up on everything you need to know uh, especially the Shadow War, which just wrapped uh, as of time of recording this week. Anyway, uh, speaking of Batman versus Robin, Joshua Williamson will be exiting Robin, uh, the solo book, in August to focus on Dark Crisis and future DC books. I don't; he hasn't announced what those books are yet, and I'm curious. I don't know if DC knows because <laughs> it's DC. <laughs> there, I mean. Their comics are a bit better. <laughs> the, the comics are much better. It's just the delays. The delays. <laughs> so they probably have an idea. They probably haven't been working on it. It's probably something that's going to get released in about five years. But speaking knows? of which, after delays. Oh, God. <laughs> it's new, like, I know this company. New champion of Shazam debuts in August, uh, where they put Mary Marvel in the Shazam role. Hmm. And when was this supposed to come out? <laughs> I don't even remember. It was a while ago. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> uh, I mean, part of it's COVID. Part of it's COVID and supply issues. Say, like, do you think part of it was also they wanted to wait a little bit closer to like the new Shazam movie and uh, Black maybe. Adam? Maybe, uh, maybe probably more COVID than anything, but yeah. still, yeah. No, but even then, isn't I thought Black Adam got delayed till next year? Did it? I I don't remember. I can't keep up with all the delays. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's hard to, like, when I had everything, like, the beginning of the year, like, plotted, I was like, cool, this is when this is going to happen. And now I'm just like, I don't know anything about anything anymore. And then Curveball, which I'm sure you probably have in the news, but then we got movies coming back to theaters that... Yeah, um, oh yeah, we got whoa. that. We definitely okay, got cool. that. We'll get there. We'll get there for sure. <laughs> I just saw that literally, like, two hours ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> no one needs that. Uh, finally, here in comics news, uh, Joe Quesada has retired from Marvel Comics as editor in chief after a career of over twenty years with the publisher. Uh, he said he's going to stick around, probably do some covers and stuff like that. But uh, hell of a run! Like honestly, if you've read anything Marvel in the last twenty years, um, things that have laid the groundwork for the MCU, uh, yeah, that's that's at Joe's behest. Um, which is insane. Uh, I met him once at a con, at a comic con, and uh, we were asking questions. And uh, he's a he's a big New York guy. He's a, he's a Mets fan, and I'm a Phillies mm. fan. And uh, we were talking. He was like, "Ah, how are your Phillies?" And I was like, "Better than your Mets." <laughs> uh, it was I mean, awesome. And he was a really cool dude. Maybe at the time, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh my god, it's gonna be so weird. Now moving to worlds of DC. Wow. Gonna I'm double so, it in post. So, still so weird to do by myself. Gonna double it up in post, baby. Don't even sweat it. Warner Yay Bros. for editing. 
Warner Brothers CEO has been reportedly eyeing the Joker director, Todd Phillips, for a major DC Films role that will basically be mirroring uh, Kevin Feige. Um, okay. I just... Uh, I I have so many feelings about this company, man. Yes. I don't know if it's a matter of, like, too little too late at this point, or... I just kind of want them to just make fuck ton of standalone movies like we don't really need like just make make good movies it would be nice for them to be interconnected just because like you know it's the comics and stuff like they're supposed to be able to do this and that and it'd be nice to have a better justice league movie at some point but <laughs> i mean yeah at this rate they've shown they can do some solid individual movies that have no connections to anything so it might be a better route at this point yeah I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're we're, just, we're here. We're just here for the ride. Uh, you you hang in there with us. Thank you. Uh, so the Aquaman director James Wan says that he's still using ideas from his scrapped spinoff, The Trench. And if you remember, that was going to be a low key Black Manta movie that was very horror themed. Yes, which so... I was here for the horror. Wasn't really here for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. See, like. I feel like you could do horror with Black Manta uh, as he's like searching for a way to get revenge on Aquaman. Like, like the depths, no pun intended, that he would go to 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 seek that revenge for the death of his dad. You know, it just it would have been could have been cool. It could have been really cool. That and the way. It's James Wan. So mm-hmm. like, I expect good horror things out of him. Look, we remember Swamp Thing. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember Swamp Thing. Wow. I just watched The Conjuring again this last weekend. Ugh. Oh my god. I love that movie so much. And it's James Wan. Of course. Uh, a new Blue Beetle set video has showed the new suit in action. I sent you a, a mm-hmm. screen grab. Uh, what'd you think? I think my exact text was, I like it, but it could be more blue. I don't know. To me, it just seems like there isn't enough blue on there, given the character's name is blue beetle there's a lot of black in there right there is like a little it too looks much. good it does but it needs more blue so i'm hoping that's kind of like an in-between sort of thing or like an in-process sort of thing and like the final final thing is going to be a lot more blue yeah but like we'll i see. would like enhancements via cgi but i'm happy that it's a practical suit mm-hmm. like that makes me really happy yeah we know that they have some pretty good practical suits i mean swamp thing Mm-hmm. Like that suit was amazing oh and that was God. all practical and it really makes a difference like i get that it's difficult to pull off sometimes here and there but it makes a hell of a difference uh, i uh, you'll you'll have to excuse me for not feeling bad for these billion dollar companies having a difficult time making practical suits when yeah. i see cosplayers with a fraction uh, of of the budget do it and do it well yeah like maybe hire those guys <laughs> like maybe not, not that hard <laughs> Uh, a new so a new report has suggested that Warner Brothers has been frustrated with the development of the J.J. Abrams DC projects. I yeah, I I I could see that. Like sometimes his stuff is not always the easiest to navigate. Yeah, he tends to have some really interesting ideas that tend to go off the rail sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some some of stuff is really solid, like, but there are some things that I'm just like. Why? I think it's execution. Yeah, I mean, he does love his lens flare, so it's probably <laughs> burning a lot of his shots at this point. <laughs> Why not? Let's go. 
<laughs> Superman with lens flares would actually be kind of cool though, because you deal with a lot of the brightness of the sun and the red eyes and all that kind of stuff. Like, that would make sense. I can see that one, and I can even maybe see it with Wonder Woman a little bit, just because like she's got all the armor oh, yeah. and stuff, gold, and, and... So I can see that. Mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. maybe even see a Green Lantern thing with oh, some that, lens flares, that, just because you're in actually... the space, you're in space and everything, and mm -hmm. but like Batman. Nah. That kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It needs to be dark. Uh, finally here on the CW side, we got the first uh, trailer for Gotham Knights. Whoa. I didn't see anything about that, let alone actually see the trailer itself. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, what are we doing, you guys? What are we doing? Like, can we... Can I get Legends back? I was like, you kill off Legends for this? <laughs> You keep the flash around for and have this on top of it now. It hurts. It just hurts. Just why? You take away a bunch of a bunch of different types of diversity. Uh, pride being it being Pride Month, you know the the only shows with any kind of representation are gone. Uh, <laughs> your your most diverse cast is gone. Just uh, just scrap the whole Arrowverse at this point. Like yeah, it's, it's done. done. With Arrow gone and Flash being kind of bad for years now, like I think it's time. Yeah, it's okay to like let things go, let them die. What do they have left at this point? Superman and Lois, Flash, which is actually very good, and now Gotham Knights. That's all we got left. Yep. So yep. I mean, let's uh, let's just kill it. Get rid point. of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to the multiversal MCU. Uh, we found out that Doctor Strange 2 has passed the Batman at the box office. That's a little surprising. Uh, well, I guess not really. I mean, it is still an MCU movie. Yeah. But I yeah. just, I felt like the Batman got a little bit more well-received than Doctor Strange did. It, it, first of all, you got to consider a couple of things. Just doing the math, it's a longer movie, so you can see it more times in less time. True. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, no, I see. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you know, MCU is a juggernaut. Like whether you yeah. like it, like it, hate it, or in between, it's you know, it's a juggernaut. People are going to go see yeah. that that stuff. That's no fair. What. I mean, I still love the, both movies. I'm just mm -hmm. a little surprised by that, but yeah, I get it. Speaking of Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness will be hitting Disney Plus, the streaming service, on June 22nd. Oh wow, that's real fast, right? That's what I saw. I was, I was like like that surprised. like just dropped like the last day or so and I was like, Wow, that's really quick. Wow. It I only think... came out like May third or fourth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was literally like a month ago to the day. Yeah. Wow. Just unbelievable. Is it even gonna be out of theaters at that point? <laughs> uh, I mean, probably. It almost has to be. I would think so, but like that's like three weeks away. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not it's it's not long. <laughs> Did not get a long theater run. I don't okay. understand it. All uh, right. <laughs> Kevin Feige is looking for an established director to helm uh, Fantastic Four, which I think could be a good thing. I just need yeah. need a story to be right. Like it needs the, the story and the tone has to be right. So like I don't know who's doing it, but please do it well. And keep John Krasinski. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, but if you haven't just Disney Plus in like three weeks. And especially uh, if you're listening to this after the Doctor Strange episode that we did two episodes yeah. ago, then. Yeah, yeah it's your fault. already know. <laughs> it's your fault. Uh, <laughs> we got a new Thor trailer. Um, I don't know if 
you have watched it yet or not. I don't think so. I think I only just finally watched the first one. <laughs> yeah, the first one was kind of weird, right? Like, it just, like, didn't really tell you anything. Yeah, I mean... It was like, that's oh. kind of the point. Like, did we know much about Ragnarok going into it? No, but we had <laughs> we had general vibes. I think the second trailer is like, you're like, oh, okay, it makes more sense. Oh, that's the one that has um, gore in it, right? Yes, that's okay. Correct. I did not watch it then. Okay, I've not watched. Okay. Uh, I've been going back and forth with Alex a lot because you know Thor. That Thor run is one that made me like fall back into comics real hard that introduced gore and like there's a lot of cinematic shots that are basically ripped directly from a page um and we were talking about gore's design is like why does he need a nose <laughs> can you just like cgi out the nose like we don't need christian bale to have it like it's fine he's an alien he doesn't need two holes on the front of his face just oh. voldemort that bitch like we don't <laughs> need that <laughs> on the front of his gore. face Gore is a relatively new character in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, was yes. it 2011 or something? Yeah. It's cool that they're pulling some of the newer material into these movies already. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they were going to have to at some point, but no, it's mm -hmm. interesting to see that. It's just curious uh, about that design. Like, I, I just hope that it looks as good as it should. And I hope, like, again, I know it's MCU, so they're not going to go as, as far as some of the stuff, but he's his name is Gore the God Butcher. <laughs> like, so like, I would kind of like to see some butchering of some gods. I mean, that would they make let Doctor Strange go and that Bro. had some moments. <laughs> I literally, like, there was, I think it was the week after we saw it or something, uh, my manager, my old manager, I guess, um, had asked me like, yeah, I was thinking about taking my kids to go see it. Is that a good idea? I'm like, um, so it's PG-13, but it's like towing that line hard. There uh -huh. are some like really harrowing scenes in it. He's like, so I shouldn't like, probably not. No. How old are, how, how old are the kids? I think the oldest is maybe like seven or something. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was just like, that's Dan, that's probably not a great idea. Mm -mm. No, I would not. I would not take my, my, my oldest to that. That is terrible. All right, uh, Suicide Squad star, I'm sorry, The, the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad star, Daniela Mel Melchior, Melchior, yeah, uh, is going to appear in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, James Gunn loves working with the same people, man. It's just I mean, it fine. Like, yeah. he, the people that he has working with him, like, they work well together, so I trust it. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with it. She, like we we said in our episode of the Suicide Squad, she was kind of the heart of that movie, and yeah. like it was unexpected, and I felt things like the goddamn Rat Catcher. Why would I care about the Rat Catcher? I ordinarily two the Rat Catcher yeah. two. Yeah, not even the original two. It's painful. <laughs> uh, so a quick Black Panther two update. Uh, the actor uh, Tenok. I think that's how you say his name, Tenak uh, Huerta, who will be playing Namor, has learned the Mayan language for the for the role. Oh, right. Who the hell knows Mayan anymore? I don't know. I mean, you still got some like Mayan names here and there, but like the what? language, it's like learning Latin for just for just no good reason. It's basically learning the Latin of Spanish, which is a little awkward because that is a lot. Whatever. We're not gonna go into <laughs> etymology here, but yeah, no, like yeah. I, mean, I think it would be pretty cool to learn that, but like, why? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Who's 
who's clamoring to translate that? Uh, <laughs> like as they're watching the movie. Someone who has a degree in like ancient Mayan and Aztec civilizations. I mean, if you love Namor and also Mayan, <laughs> like, like the the Venn diagram is incredibly small, like incredibly like, barely touching. <laughs> There's, I guarantee you, there's at least one person in this world that fits that bill, though. I know. They're just going to hit, and they're just like, yes, <laughs> that was the one. My life's purpose. Uh, so the Blade film has added cinematographer Damian Garcia, who uh, was a cinematographer on Narcos Mexico. I never watched that show. Uh, I hear it's very good. So... Yeah, hopefully cool. he brings his talents and it's it's very nice there was an updated she-hulk trailer we talked about this on the last episode and it improved the cgi so i was like oh good i still have yet to watch this trailer because i know it's going to come out in a few months anyways so i'm like fuck it i'll just wait for it yeah but like the amount of just like futurama means that i've seen about it mm-hmm. <laughs> just about single female lawyer oh my mm-hmm. god every single one i see i'm just like I don't think I need to watch this trailer anymore. These these memes are enough. I get the whole concept of what I need from this. Uh, I I just think I'm just happy they went back and did something because it looked, it was very uncanny valley. Um, Mm. I I just watched uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers uh, Mm -hmm. reboot movie, whatever, uh, like last week. And there's a, a spoilers. Sorry if you haven't watched it yet or want to watch it, but there's this there's a section in the movie where they visit the Uncanny Valley where it's a bunch of like video games and like characters and stuff like that that are just it's really weird like it's 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 a hard section of the movie to watch. You're just like, ooh, this is strange and I don't like it. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where it was with that CDI. Uh, and finally, the piece of news that Jesse alluded to earlier. Morbius memes have put the Jared Leto movie back in theaters, uh, culminating with a a Jared Leto posted video uh, of him with a script for Morbius 2, It's Morbin Time, <laughs> script in his hand. Oh, I understand. These memes are fun and silly. Don't waste your money on that movie. So I didn't know that last bit. All I got to say right now is I, I think Pride Month is canceled. I think we're done here. <laughs> and uh, we're going to wrap this up now. So thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the I don't think it's a real uh, Morbius no, script. But if I it would is, hope not. Especially if, with that title. Uh, well, that's the, me- that's the memes. That's the memes. But, okay. Why? You know that this movie is like laughing stock. People legitimately hate this movie why would you re-release it in theaters just because of the memes like do you honestly think it's gonna be worth the money of showing it again in theaters like who's gonna go see this not me i was good wasn't it just about to hit streaming stuff anyway in like a a few weeks or something it's like why yeah oof just why oof no i don't want it oh like all, all you're doing is you're encouraging Sony at this point. We don't need to encourage Sony. See, that's the one complaint that I saw a lot on Twitter. Like, it's like, yeah, guys, look, we're having 
a lot of fun with these memes. We're just enjoying ourselves to death. Like so people made gifts of the entire movie. People were streaming it just on Twitch just until they shut it down. It was funny. It was funny because we were laughing at them, mm-hmm. not with them. And they're like, oh, people must, must want more Morbius. And we're like, no. no. <laughs> we were laughing at you, not with you. So mm-hmm. don't start laughing with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, please, God, don't laugh with us. Unless you know it was bad. And like, like not like, haha, it's funny, bad. Like, you like you know, it was a terrible movie. We should have never made it. Haha, <laughs> we're really stupid. But even then, like, yeah, I, don't want, I don't want to encourage you anymore. Please. Please, just, just. Just stop, please. I, I'm begging you. Just please stop. <laughs> don't need more movies. Give me, give me my intro this across the Spider Verse movies. Give me those, the rest of those, and please just stop. Yeah, maybe keep working with Marvel and Spider Man, but outside of that, yeah, uh, just, no. just give everything back to Marvel at this point, please. Yeah, we don't, we don't need it. All right, and there's no video games news tonight, so that, friends, is your news slightly shorter new segment that we've been having but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i guess things have been a little bit slower in the world um, it's fine yeah yeah no you know i i don't want to i don't want to kill people with news every oh week. yeah no it, and it, i don't like taking like months off <laughs> so that we have to kill people we have news. to um but yeah so we're gonna start heading into our main topic for tonight um which again as i mentioned earlier it is pride month right now um so we wanted to just focus on some LGBT characters from both the Marvel and DC universes and shed some light on some creators, artists, and writers uh, that are LGBT identifying uh, that work on these comics. Um, I just want to kind of bring a little bit of attention to it. This isn't meant to be like a deep dive, like these are other characters, these are like their entire backstory and like who they are and everything. We just want to throw the spotlight on some characters that you may not know about. Uh, This is something we typically tend to do on our live shows, um, but those have been on a bit of a hiatus hiatus lately um but we do have a full playlist of our old pride stuff that we will be linking to this uh episode as well so you can go back and check those out as well um we go a little bit more in depth with some of this stuff um but in case you haven't seen any of those before welcome um so we'll just jump jump straight in um so i've curated 14 uh just uh characters between both universes I think it was nine total creators um, that I could find on a moment's notice. Sure was. Um, so I guess pick a number between one and 14. Uh, I'm going to go with number three. All right. So the first character that we have, which is actually someone we just talked about recently, is okay. America Chavez. So she identifies as being lesbian within the Marvel universe. Um, fun little fact about her is that she was the first Latin American a fully out Latin American LGBT character that Marvel created. Um, so you not only got the LGBT representation there, but being a Latin American on top of it, mm-hmm, kind of my bread and butter here. <laughs> um, but yeah, in case you missed it, um, go back to the Doctor Strange episode. We did a full character breakdown on her um, where we go a little bit more into her whole backstory, her power set and everything like that. Um, but she's a relatively new character. Um and yeah, she she was fun to watch in the Doctor Strange movie. Like, she was, and she's even more fun to read. Like she's one of my favorite newish characters because um, she is just a badass, and like her just being uh, an LGBT plus character, like 
only enhances like her badassness. Um, she's just, I just love everything about her from being super strong to star portals to that attitude. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, it makes me so happy reading a character like that. And like when you see her interact with her friends, it, it, like the love that's there, uh, and, and and the and the ladies that she's loved as well. Like it, it's just it. She's such a deep, fascinating character. She is. And one thing I also really love about her is that it's not just her that identifies as LGBT. Like she has two mothers on top of it. So like mm-hmm. they really leaned into the whole LGBT representation with this character. Utopia, and, baby. Yeah, I, I just thought that was like a. She's just a cool character all around. But like obviously with the LGBT stuff and something that I'm obviously invested in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's fun to see these things all right uh let's pick another number between one and 14 i'll have you pick all the numbers tonight since there's only just you yeah yeah cool uh 10 all right so for 10 we have the wonderful wonder woman Ooh. yeah oh man so i'll I'll tell that story after you if you got (laughs) so she i she comes off in the comics a lot as either being bisexual or just queer in general um being from obviously the land of the amazonians which is an all-female culture you know the, you you tend to have some love interests happening there <laughs> um but she does have some male love interests here and there throughout the comics i mean you got steve trevor being the big one mm-hmm. uh, but she actually interestingly enough i think the original creator intended her to be a queer character but then like as the more kind of conservative culture started to pop up in like the 50s and stuff they kind of hushed that a bit um but then recently in starting off the 80s again they started to bring back that aspect of the character and even in gal gadot was like yeah no i love this like i, I want to represent this more and mm-hmm. like this is something that we need to be showing people um and obviously it's wonder woman like everyone knows who wonder woman is and she's just such an iconic character and i feel like that aspect of her gets overlooked a lot but it, it's something that should be celebrated a little bit more i agree um so just really quick before I, I say what I was going to say, yep. can you explain for people who are not aware of the difference between a queer character and uh, maybe otherwise gay or lesbian? So queer from my understanding is more just like you don't fit into one of those nice, neat labels of either being fully gay or bisexual or something. It's more just like... <laughs> It's kind of, for me, it's always been a hard one to explain. Yeah. Um, it's the best way I can understand it is you know that you are not heterosexual, but you don't like being funneled into one of those other labels because you don't fully identify with any of those labels. So Fair. you basically, you identify as queer. You're, you're not fully into one of these categories. But you just know you're not heterosexual. Yeah, you're so you're somewhere on the on the spec yes. uh, on the on the the spectrum of the LGBTQ. You're you're in the community, but you don't you don't live in any one particular cul-de-sac. Yeah, like and that. to be fair, the labels are kind of stupid. But yeah. um, queer is just kind of like that nice generic label that, especially for people, even people that may identify or may be fully gay or bisexual, whatever. Queer is just a nice label that can be used if you don't like labels. Uh, yeah, so uh, back to Wonder Woman. I <laughs> I was on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, uh, and Linda Carter, like at the start of Pride Month, was like, mm-hmm. I'm so happy Wonder Woman 
is I believe I believe she said um, something about her being queer. Um, give me a second, I can pull it up. And it was hilarious to me because a bunch of uh, fucking neckbeards <laughs> were like jumping jumping on, just like like oh okay. It's like <laughs> yeah. So she she said verbatim, I did. I didn't write Wonder Woman, but if you want to argue that she is somehow not a queer or trans icon, then you're not paying attention. Every time someone comes up to me and says that Wonder Woman helped them while they were closeted, it reminds me how special the role is. Now, I, I cannot in any way disagree with her. As <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, those people have clearly never, ever read the comic you're just yeah. like you're just like oh she's pretty and she has big boobs that means she's straight and i'm like that's not how that works not at all <laughs> like at all <laughs> like she literally comes from an island of women that like... was my tweet i was like i was like you need to tell me that you think <laughs> <laughs> on an island full of women where they allow no men <laughs> that i was just like Re really like all right hey Hey, if you want to be stupid, please continue to be stupid. <laughs> fucking fucking Linda like, Carter, though. Like Linda Carter. Oh, she's, she's, she, so she's a goddess. It's she's amazing. a goddess, man. She was meant for that role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Next number. Uh, seven. All right. Are you keeping we... track of these, by the way? Yes. Okay. <laughs> As I go to mark off what we've done, <laughs> I am totally keeping track. <laughs> All right. Um, so number seven is Kate Kane. Uh, so Catherine Kane, um, part of the DC universe. Uh, she identifies as lesbian. Um, she was first introduced. I found this actually pretty interesting because I didn't know that she was this recent, actually. Um, but she, Kate Kane herself was introduced in 2006. Um, but the character of Batwoman, who is Kate Kane, obviously, uh, only was introduced in 2011. I was actually a little bit surprised by that. Yep. I thought she was a much older character than that. Nope they they introduced. I remember uh, buying those very very early issues because I was like I was like oh look a Batwoman and she's a redhead. I was like well I'm already in. I mean you yes. <laughs> and and it was like I started reading. It, I was like holy shit this is kind of fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah it was fun. It was real fun. Yeah. Um. But like you mentioned, she's part of the Bat family. Um. And. If you happen to have seen the CW series, um, season the now one canceled, the now canceled CW series, season one focused on Kate Kane, played by Ruby Rose, which I think she actually did a really good job with that character, and she really like embodied who that character was supposed to be. Yeah, and I like how they, I mean, obviously being a lesbian, that's kind of like a core part of her character, but like I like how the show actually embraced that fact instead of just being like, oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, she's also a lesbian, whatever. You can say what you want about CW shows, but I feel like they they really like at least on the DC side embraced the 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 gay community, LGBTQ community. I'm just trying to find an easier way to say it without having to like spell it out every single LGBTQ, time. Yes, <laughs> it's it's a lot. I'm just gonna say Pride community for the rest of the episode because it's my mouth works better that way. <laughs> um, but as far as casting and writing stories about like if you think about legends or you had uh white canary who was clearly bi or, mm -hmm. or, or or queer whatever it's fine um and then constantine constantine i mean come on we all know about wow. constantine i mean 
I guess since we're talking about Constantine, number nine is Constantine. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Roll it in. Um, so Constantine uh, officially was confirmed as bisexual. Um, this actually happened in the 90s. Um, it was kind of interesting how they did it because it was just kind of like an offhand comment. He was just like, oh, yeah, my exes, those guys and girls that are all my exes. Like, it was just an offhanded thing. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of spiraled from there. And they've really started embracing it once they rebooted the DC Universe for, like, the 15th time. Um, they really like leaned heavily into that and they explored a lot of his relationships in the past. And I mean, constantly, he's just a smarmy Brit. Like mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite characters because of that. And just to know that he is part of this community as well. I'm just like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I-, I just want more Constantine. <laughs> and then again, being on the Arrowverse shows, uh, he was just amazing. Yeah. And Matt Ryan just played the character so well and a perfect casting helped to like really embody this aspect of Constantine as well. So uh, definitely recommend checking those out, either his in solo show that he had for the season or any of the time that he was legends as well. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it in the Keanu Reeves movie. They didn't really touch no, it. No, but that was a bit more action, like yeah. demon slaying focus. So yeah, yeah. I, I can give that one a pass. Yeah. They were they were trying to go for a different route with that one. And I mean, there's there's so ma- there's so much to read and watch. I believe it's um just sleek dark the movie mm-hmm. where they like they don't shy away from it at all. There. Yeah, I think when I was looking stuff up earlier, it was um apocalypse war. Apocalypse. apocalypse. That's... Yeah, that's the one where they just flat out said that King Shark was one of his exes. Mm-hmm. He blushes <laughs> a little bit. Like, what? <laughs> but just okay, yeah, sure. Back, how but, that relationship work? Whatever, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next number uh did i do six already no all right so six we have a marvel entry we got Mm -hmm. deadpool yeah so i don't know what he officially identifies as i put him down as pansexual because that's fair that's probably the best way to describe him Mm because he'll just hook up or be in a relationship with anyone really anyone that catches his fancy Mm -hmm. whether human alien doesn't matter it's he's up for anyone <laughs> um so deadpool is i mean i think everyone knows who deadpool is at this point yeah like whether you knew him from the comics when they was started in what the 90s deadpool started i think yeah um or from any of the movies with ryan reynolds like it's deadpool the merc with the mouth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what more can we say like, yeah we don't really need to no <laughs> all right uh, and I, I think you know you bring up bringing up being pansexual makes so much sense in the comic book world because there are literal aliens and like sea people like like that may not just identify as however we identify as as humans so it's like it's like yeah they would just those are characters that are literally just like yeah any any anything and if you're listening and you're not really sure what that means pansexual just basically means that you are not necessarily interested in just men or just women. You're interested in anyone, regardless of how they identify um, with their gender or their sexuality or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, Deadpool being Deadpool, Deadpool uh, basically will be up for being with anyone, whether it be human, alien, whatever. <laughs> it's just Deadpool. <laughs> uh, have I done four? I didn't do 14, right? 14, no. So 14, we got a pretty recent entry in this. Uh, Jonathan Kent. Yes. Yes. So Jonathan, the son of Superman, 
is uh, recently, I think within the last like two or three years, uh, officially came out as bisexual. No, not not it, more recent than that. It was within the last year or something like that. It, like in the last six months. I didn't think it was that recent. I thought it was okay. Anyway, he's he's the most recent addition onto this list. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think that was a bit of a surprise for a few people. I remember when I first saw the news, I'm like, oh. I mean, granted, I haven't been keeping up with the comics, so like, yeah, I didn't see it coming. But like, I read that, I'm like, oh, that's actually really awesome. You might like that book a lot. I I would be willing to give it a shot. I mean, you're not a super family. I'm not a guy. super family guy, but like, I'd be willing to give it a shot just because of seeing this different side. And I really like how they made Superman's son like this. Superman being like the all American Boy Scout and everything like that. They made his son part of the LGBT community. And I, I thought that was just such an amazing move. Uh, and it's not it's, so. The other thing that like I loved um, about that was the unbelievable acceptance from his parents. Like, right? Because I know, unfortunately, and I, I, I just I've never understood this. Um, that when some kids come out to their parents, their parents kind of reject them and push them away and that really sucks right so to see that family being in in the eye of the world as they are just straight embrace him and just hey man you're our kid like no matter what you're our kid Mm -hmm. and we love you and we support you and as long as you are happy we are happy for you like that was so touching to see I, I can only imagine just yeah yeah i know for a lot of people that's a big thing mm-hmm. when they come out and it's something unfortunately that a lot of people don't get yeah. um which is why i try to be like super supportive like i had a friend yeah. who um she recently came out she came out to just some, a group of friends and she's like i you know i haven't even told my mom i know she's would super disapprove and it was like look i don't care what happens i feel super honored that you trusted us to tell us and i will support you and just be there and that's the right thing to do in my opinion so yeah of course you know i mean people are who they are like why disparage or discriminate for who they love like it's dumb Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway, back to the stupidity. Mm-hmm. Um, another number. Uh, one. We'll go to the other end. Oh, good old Ice like Man. Oh, good man. old Ice Man. He is one of my favorites. Um, so he is part of the X Men. Might be the most controversial one on the list. He might be. I, I think he was one of the first high profile ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Iceman's also a bit complicated because of how they handled the whole thing. So he was the character was originally introduced way back in the original X-Men lineup. Yeah, yeah way back in the 60s. Um, up until what is 2012 was when this issue came yeah. out that he finally did it. Um, up until then, he was a heterosexual character. But then they had this whole like time discrepancy, time warping thing. So there was there was a point where the old X-Men like the young versions of themselves mm-hmm. were in the current present day timeline and they had chatted with their adult counterpart. It's yep. so, it's such an X-Men story. Like I can't describe it any other way. So basically the younger Bobby 
who knows at that point that he is gay, talks to the older Bobby, who had been closeted and suppressing it all that time, and basically just says, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, we know this. What are you doing? And basically, it comes comes to a head with him coming to terms with all that and it's i think it's a very yes it was a very controversial thing when it came out but i think it's also a really interesting story because there are so many people out there that do know this and repress that side of them and they just it's like telling them that no it's okay like be who you are it doesn't matter in the grand yeah. scheme of things and like I think it's a really important story for that aspect alone. Just to tell people that like, it, it's not healthy to stay closeted like that. Like be who you are. Yeah. I, I knew a, I knew a guy who like denied the fact that he was gay and like all of his, all of his friends were like, do you're gay. And I'm like, I'm not saying it to be like funny or anything. Like you're, you're gay and it's, it's fine. <laughs> like it doesn't change how we feel that you just, you know, be you i thought it was so funny uh in the in the ice man reveal because because the way they the way they did it was like he, he was like no i've been with plenty of girls and he's like have any of those relationships worked out and he was like no no and he's like why do you think that is like and he's just like oh <laughs> it was like it's, just, it's that poignant moment of realization that's just like you've been denying who you are for so long like mm -hmm. why are you doing this <laughs> Let it go, man. All right. Uh, four. Have four. I done four? No. So that is North Star, uh, who is an openly gay character as well. He was actually one of the very first ones um, that he was. A, he was definitely the first one for Marvel. He was one of the first ones just in general in comics uh, that came out as openly gay, um, which was a massive deal at the time. Because I believe that was like in the eighties, maybe mm -hmm. even earlier than that. Um, so like again this is one of the first ones like you didn't ever hear about that and like yeah. at that time you still had a big stigma against the gay community especially during the Oof. 80s with the whole hiv epidemic and everything like there's there was a big stigma against this stuff so to have marvel come out with this character and say no look at this kick-ass character that we have he's gay deal with it like it was such a big thing you know <laughs> It's it, like I loved that about early Marvel. Like I say, early. It's, it's, it's almost forty years ago. It's fine. You've only been around yeah. since. Why not? It's early. Yeah. Uh, I love that they pushed the envelope. Like they just weren't afraid to get in the weeds about about big societal topics like like race and sexuality. It, it, like it, it it was it was just wild like they were just unafraid and it was with their chest and it was it was so it made me love comics even more once i was old enough to read and understand and appreciate that i think that was the same for a lot of people like comics was like the one place where a lot of people could find refuge from the rest of the world essentially especially mm -hmm. with these types of topics because comics were always some of the most progressive forms of media out there and so a lot of people turn to comics as a way to escape. And to be able to see someone like yourself represented in these comics, it was a big thing back in the 80s. So I had to throw North Star on here just because of that. Like he was one of the first big ones. So Yeah, and he, he's currently um, currently in, in an X-Men book right now and still just rocking it. Just rocking it, man. Just, uh, I, God damn it. I love X-Men so much. Uh, 
Where, how many do I have left here? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six? All right. So let's go with eight. Harley Quinn. Hmm. Another one that's been recently kind of coming to the forefront of people's minds. Um, actually, we'll put her in number 12, Poison Ivy, together because hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Um, so Harley Quinn relatively newer character in the grand scheme of things um I, actually I think... has her 30 year anniversary this year really yes Is it this year okay because she she started on the uh batman animated series okay yeah that makes sense and that would have been about 92 yeah that makes sense um but i think people are pretty familiar with harley quinn at this point with <clears throat> all the different shows and movies that she's been in and she's been a very popular character um since she started <clears throat> Um, so to have her come out, I don't know if she identifies fully as bisexual or I, I couldn't get a definitive answer on that one. Um, yeah, see, I almost wanted to say she was more like Deadpool in that she is kind of, I, w- I would imagine she's more pan. I was debating between bi and pan. It, I, like I said, I couldn't find a definitive answer on but I would what be, she identifies as. If we wanted to be safe, I would say bi. Yeah, that's yeah. I would probably I have her listed as buy on here, but I'm wasn't one hundred percent certain. Yeah. Um, but that's mainly because of her recent relationship with Poison Ivy, who I believe also identifies as bisexual at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two are such a great couple. I love all. it. They're I so love wonderful. it. And I love that the Harley Quinn show is embracing that. Like they started off, yeah, with just like the traditional uh, Ivy and Quinn. But then, like, they actually started to move into that direction and make it a thing. And I'm so excited for the new season whenever it actually ends up landing, just yeah. to see where they go with that and how they embrace that further. And like, I think that's just one of the like comic relationships that fans are the most excited about mm-hmm. in recent years. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but it's just that, that relationship is so good. Like, it shouldn't necessarily be that good right yeah i don't understand why it's so good but it's amazing like you have carly quinn who's just literally insane and then you have poison ivy who just wants to be with her plants Uh uh-huh they're somehow together and it just works how it's it's a it's a damn near perfect relationship it really (laughs) is all right so we got four more okay uh have i done number two we have not okay so that is wiccan oh yeah yeah who identifies as gay um he's gotten a little bit more traction recently because of wandavision and dr strange i mean granted those are younger versions of the character that haven't been fully realized yet mm-hmm. um but has at least put them on their mind uh put them on uh, audience's mind um but he's first appeared back in 05 um he's the kid of wanda maximoff and vision if you're not familiar uh it's billy i always yeah, forget which one it is billy yeah um so he is a fully gay character um fans immediately loved him um he has become like one of like the most iconic gay characters in comic history um and another one that i didn't put on this list um but is closest tied to wiccan is hulkling um because they are currently married or in a relationship yeah they're married. married yeah um so another gay character um in comics as well that i believe is also been fairly popular i hear mm-hmm. less about hulkling than i do wiccan but it, he's also another popular character as well yeah uh if you want to learn more about those characters both of them uh read uh young avengers for sure for sure 
Mm-hmm. Um, also read uh, the uh, event Empire, E-M-P-Y-R-E, because that focuses heavily on Hulkling and his uh, cosmic fates, and it it spins up into those two getting married. So, uh, yeah, lots of stuff there. All right, so we got two left. We'll just hit these in order. Um, so next we have Loki. Um, yeah. Again, couldn't get a definitive listing of either bisexual or pansexual. I put him as pan just because I wasn't Same. 100% certain because, again, you're dealing with Asgardian alien sort of beings and stuff and humans and pansexual just seemed like a safer one here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, a very popular character that has been in mainstream media um, that I'm sure we don't need to go into too much detail with. But the Loki show on Disney Plus at least kind of hinted at this at at very least the bisexuality for the character that Tom Hiddleston was all for. Um, there is a big Loki story at the end of Thor number 750 where Loki basically goes back and forth between being male Loki and female Loki uh, and eventually ends up as female Loki preparing to lead a new team. I think of defenders like it's just like that story was so well written and like i didn't even notice the back and forth between male and female loki until the end and i was like wait when did this happen like <laughs> i was just so swept up that i was just like oh okay uh well i'll just have to catch catch this on the flip side uh so i think that starts this summer and i, I kind of can't wait all right, so I lied. We have two characters now left. Okay. Uh, I missed one. Um, so the next one on the list is Calderum, uh, Aqualad, mm-hmm. um, who identifies as being gay. And um, if you have been watching Young Justice um, within the last few seasons, they've been delving into this aspect of the character as well. Um, so yeah, he's the now Aquaman. I guess it depends on what comic line you're reading or something. Um, but yeah, he is a fully gay character. Um, they fully embrace him with his relationships with other char- characters uh, in the DC universe as well. Um, so if you're not familiar with the character, definitely go check that out. Um, check out, I think it was season three where they started to really embrace that in Young Justice yep. at least. Um, so if you want to see him really grow into that role, check out that season. It's not a great season, but that no. character is at least good. <laughs> I, I, honestly, once they revealed that he was gay, I actually, I was really excited for him. Like this character that we watched grow in seasons one and two and was always like a little standoffish and mm-hmm. awkward and you couldn't figure out why. And they revealed it. I was like, oh, there it is. And I'm so happy for you. It makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. All right. And then the final one on our list is another relatively recent one. Uh, Sojourner Joe Mullen. Uh, yeah so if you've been listening to any of these last few episodes you may have heard me talk about far sector which is a green lantern story from two years ago um i finally finished reading and it introduces this new lantern joe mullen she is fucking phenomenal um i believe she identifies as lesbian but she could be bisexual i'm not 100 certain about that i one thought either. she was more lesbian than anything but i'm I not 100 so, sure but i wasn't 100 sure so i don't want to put it on here but um yeah, I guess you could even say she's pansexual because she ends up in a relationship with an alien on yeah. this far side of the universe. So who knows? Honestly, oh. that's more evidence. That's more evidence she she would be pan. Yeah. 
So yeah, she is just this kick-ass lantern um, that gets sent to the other side of the universe um, to basically investigate a murder mystery. And she is just this sassy, smarmy, kick-ass character. She's so smart. Like, she is it. so good. I love how like she just walks into these council meetings. She just, she just makes herself a chair. She sits down. She's like, listen, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. Um, so if you do want to read more up about her, definitely read Far Sector. Um, if you have the DC Infinite app, um, that is all on there as well. Uh, 12 issues long. Really good story. It's not that long. It's really not that long. I don't know why it took me so long to read it, but <laughs> it's not that long. But it's a great story, and she's a wonderful character. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that's it for characters, I- right? That's it for characters. Um, I do have a few creators that we can go through as well. Sure. Um, so this one, I'm probably just going to go straight down the list because there's not okay. as many. Um, Actually, don't go straight down the list. Go backwards. Okay, sure. We'll go backwards. We'll start with number nine. We, we always do it the other way. I figure let's shake it up. It's just the two of us. Let's get wild. So To be fair, I don't know the comic side as well as probably you do. So that's why we're a team, baby. That's why so we're a team. You might need to fill in a lot of these gaps here. Um, and a lot of these k- people, I've heard of some of them, but not a lot of them. Okay. So um, we'll see how this goes. All right. So let's start with number nine then. Um, so number nine on here, I have, and I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these names. So I apologize in advance. Uh, James Tinian the fourth. Um, I think it's Tinian. Tinian the like fourth on, like onion sure <laughs> it's not a common name that i've ever heard of but <laughs> i will trust you on that one um but he had his as a bisexual and he is a writer in the comic world primarily on batman was he just he just was. left the book last fall okay uh, so um but yeah most of his big work up to this point has been with batman mm-hmm. <laughs> um so anything pretty much within the last few years that is Batman related, yeah. um, you, you probably read something of his at some point. So then we have Mariko Tamik- Tamaki. Again, mm-hmm. probably butchered that. My uh, is not great. Mariko Tamaki. Mariko Tamaki. Um, hey, it's just like me and every Latin name I've ever tried to pronounce. My fat American tongue doesn't work. Yep, and I just sit here and laugh. <laughs> um, How does like, it feel, Jesse? How does it feel? Hey, my Japanese isn't terrible. <laughs> my Spanish is non-existent. <laughs> so anyway, um, I couldn't also get a clear consensus on how she identifies as well, but she does identify as part of the LGBT community as well. Um, she is a writer, um, mainly with... Uh, DC stuff that I could uh, find. She's done a lot of Supergirl and Harley Quinn stuff, uh, but she's also done a lot of work with She-Hulk. Um, I actually went onto her website earlier, and she has a whole post about all the She-Hulk stuff that she's done, and she's getting excited for the show and everything that's coming out. And yeah. So she's had a lot of work with She-Hulk. So if I'm sure if you delve into any bit of She-Hulk, you will probably find some stuff that she's written. Don't cross over work, yeah. Uh, so then next we have Lila Sturgis, who's actually a trans woman. Um, interesting enough that the only trans person I have on this list. <laughs> um, but I figured that was an important reason to include her. I agree. Um, she is another writer, uh, primarily for DC. Uh, she has done a lot of work on Blue Beetle. 
Um, and unfortunately, because the two characters are very closely related, she's also done a lot of work on Booster Gold. <laughs> um, and she's also done some writing for uh, the JSA as well. Oh, nice. So just just Society of America. So um, I think most of her work has been with Blue Beetle, though. So if you read a lot of Blue Beetle, you'll probably have come across her stuff at some point. Or if you want to check her out, go check out some Blue Beetle. Maybe a little Booster Gold. Mm, Blue Beetle. <laughs> I'm going to take that sound and make it a drop on my streams that you just made. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so next we have Steven Sadowski, uh, who identifies as gay. He is an artist, primarily a penciler and a cover artist. Um, and he worked on the reboot of the JSA comics in the late 90s. So we're talking about like 1999 era. Um, so if you're interested in more of like a classical artist, uh, well, classical i guess it's only what 30 years ago 20 years ago yeah um but if you want to go a little bit more of an older style not so much contemporary um you might want to go check out some of his work um like i said just society of america is where he did most of his stuff Uh, and he did most of the penciling work um and the cover art for those uh comics jsa is good stuff too like it's it's a little it's different than justice league like it's just I, the vibe of that team is very different and um, is really fun. It's really fun. So next I have Gabby Rivera, who identifies as lesbian. Um, she is another writer as well. Um, she actually, and this, I kind of thought this was pretty cool and why I include her on this list. She wrote a lot of uh, Miss America, the American Chavez, America Chavez run uh, between 2017 and 2018. So I just thought it was really awesome that you had this lesbian writer who was part of the head writers for the series mm-hmm. writing a lesbian character like that's just something that i feel like you want to have happen but you can't always make happen so Agreed. to actually have that be a thing happening is it's just so cool and so needed really to really give that character the perspective that they deserve it's super impactful right like like when I sometimes will like watch things or read things like Miss Marvel, like her creator and writer is Muslim. Like mm-hmm. I was like, as, as I was like reading it, I was like, Whoa, man, this like feels like a real, real relationship between like an actual Muslim family. And I find out, I was like, Whoa, that's crazy. And I had like some of the same feelings when I'm, I remember watching, um, falcon and winter soldier um because there were like very black specific items and i was like hold on let me find out the guy who wrote this because if this is a white dude that wrote this i would be just blown away but it wasn't i was like oh okay that that makes more sense because those some of those experiences were my experiences and i love that for the pride community for this character specifically exactly any any minority character like this really benefits from having that same minority writer because you really get insight into the character. So I feel like multiple ways too. Yeah. So I feel like I'm guessing she's a Latina as well. From what I gathered. Yes. Okay. Um, So yeah, a Latina lesbian writer for a Latina lesbian character. Like it was a perfect combination. It sure was. So next I have Joe Phillips, um, who I wasn't able to figure out exactly how he identifies, but is part of the LGBT community. He was a penciler and artist uh, for a lot of different 
uh, books. He worked on Mr. Miracle, mm-hmm. Justice League, Silver Surfer, X-Men, uh, a lot of stuff between the two different universes. Uh, so there's there's a good chance that you'll have probably seen his work somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that. Uh, you know, Silver Surfer is Silver Surfer is pretty good, pretty damn good. Uh, look, and you're and you're not a slouch if you're out here drawing uh, X Men and Justice League. Like that's just not a thing that really happens. So you 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 know he's talented as yeah. hell. Oh yeah. All right. So next I have Steve Orlando, who identifies as bisexual. Uh, he is a writer that has done a lot of mainly DC properties. Uh, he's written for Batman, Martian Manhunter, Justice League, and some Wonder Woman. Uh, I think yeah. he's primarily done Batman and Martian Manhunter, um, but he's done a little bit other stuff here and there for DC. I think uh, the stuff that I remember reading most from Steve Orlando is New 52 stuff, specifically on Wonder Woman. I believe, don't quote me on that. I'm spitting off the top of my head here. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty good. All right. So next we have Devin Grayson, who also identifies as bisexual. Uh, she is a writer that has written for Nightwing, Catwoman, and Gotham Knights. Oh, so nice. I, I don't know how much she's written for them, but um, she has been part of the writing teams for those different characters at some point. Cool. Uh, anybody who writes Nightwing is aces in my book. I figured you would like that. <laughs> And finally on our list here, uh, certainly not least, because there are way more out there than I have included in this list. Again, this was just meant to be a brief introduction if you were interested to get some jumping off points. I have Phil Jimenez, who identifies as gay. He is both a writer and an artist. He worked on Astonishing X-Men, Wonder Woman, and um, some of the stuff in Infinite Crisis. Mm -hmm. Legend. Yeah. Legend. I I know it's not a countdown, but... (laughs) If this is your number one spot, <laughs> I, I was reading through the list. I'm like, I don't know many writers and artists, but I'm fairly certain I recognize the name Phil Jimenez. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, just an absolute boss. Uh, I, I look. I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to finish. Uh, just get read, get read his stuff because it's phenomenal. He's a pretty good follow on Twitter too. I think I follow him on Twitter. So that was just a few of the different characters in both Marvel and DC universes um, and some of the creators and writers that bring them to life um, that identify as part of the LGBT community. Uh, Again, Pride Month, we just wanted to shine some light on some of these creators that are the creators and characters that you may not have heard of or just may not be familiar with, or if you're interested in learning more about them, but didn't really know where to start. These are some great places to just start your research and just delve into some of their works, delve into some of these storylines these characters are involved in, uh, and just really learn more about the LGBT community and who these characters are, who these people are that help bring these stories to life. I agree. Jesse, do your job. Yeah, right? Do a good job driving tonight. Yeah. I appreciate it. it's my thing so i feel like i have to <laughs> yeah honestly i don't know i would have done it anywhere close to as well as you did uh so i'm happy you took the reins here uh, it was all the tattoos <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta watch the video on this one to see jesse's yes. face to I, understand that i love the fun with this <laughs> uh so next time uh, i don't know what we're going to do but i know it will be pride themed in some way shape or form and it will release in pride month as well so everything we have is in the show notes. Uh, our links to all of our social medias, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
Uh, OnlyFans, you don't know if it's there unless you look, and then maybe. Uh, everything is at the Twisted Cape, no spaces. Uh, you can follow us on Twitch, on YouTube. Uh, we'll have links. All, all those links are there. Uh, the links, like we said at the top of the episode, to help shooting victims or get assistance, grief counseling, whatever, whatever you need is there. And uh, next time, we will be back with more Upride stuff. Break it down, baby. So I'll until next have, time. I'll probably have two new tattoos because I have yes. like a pack of 30 downstairs. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. And uh, stay twisted. Stay twisted.